Isaiah Jackson Jr. Alongside me, Devin, how are you today? I'm, I'm good. I'm just a little confused, but I'm good. Well, confused? Why? Because you said Devin Crimes belongs beside me, and I'm like, ain't it? Y'all always belong beside me, Devin Crimes. See, man, this man want to be a king. Is this y'all king? Yeah, I'm the king, king. Because when our editor, who should not be named, what, <laughs> what, what does it look like the editor having to say, join alongside me? And then it says, on the way to the ring. If you're alongside me, why are you on the way to the ring? I'd rather just wait and then say, see, see this man. You got to just look. Like you said, you, you, do you. That's let right, me on me. me. So I let me do me. You, don't worry about me. Exactly. So since you worried about yourself, how are you doing today? Me? I'm doing good. That's good. Now that, now that we got the confusion out the way. Now that all the confusion is out of there. Because there's no confusion at all. With Tony Khan and Ring of Honor because he owns Ring of Honor. Does a little hand, the hand crouch that Vince McMahon did. <laughs> I bought WCW. WCW. <laughs> so, but Tony Khan, he owns Ring of Honor now. This, this is huge. Ring of Honor about some months ago, probably four or five months ago, had their very last show when they after they before they went on hiatus. Because as awesome as a promotion there are, granted, we haven't I haven't seen much of them. I can't say we. I'm going to speak for myself. I haven't seen much of Ring of Honor's work. I've seen bits and pieces. But when you see all the stuff that they did throughout the pandemic, paying the wrestlers money when, they, when they're back at home through these troubling times, and it just turned out bad at the end to where they had no, not saying that they didn't have any type of funds, but financially it was a struggle. So they had to re-image or, as they said, reimagine themselves and Tony Khan now has it in his hands. But Devin, there's another promotion that's trying to find their way. And it's EC3 and Adam Scher, also known as Adam Scher, also known as Braun Strowman, having their promotion control your narrative. And it's sad to say, because it's not for the people being disrespectful, calling it a, a room full of WWE rejects and stuff like that. That's not what it is. That's It's pretty much people that have been spited, I guess you could say, 
by WWE and that's coming through to control their narrative. People who have been pretty much crapped on through their character and through their almost had their careers destroyed in WWE due, due to their booking. And this is them coming together and having their own little promotion. Own little promotion. I guess that's disrespectful to say. Their own promotion. <laughs> and so saying that, they just signed a deal on a new streaming network, Pro Wrestling TV. So they're they're going to be on an on-demand streaming, streaming app. Devin, how do you feel about this? Because now we're not having to say EW anymore. It's going to be Control Your Narrative. We have Termulus. We have so many other promotions coming up, but control your narrative. Let's just stick to that real fast. How do you, how do you feel about that? What do you think of? How do you think it's gonna be? You know, honestly, I really, I don't know how that's gonna shake out. Shake out. Obviously, they got the ball rolling with their streaming service, and I mean, it's it's different because it's more like we're doing this for our perception, like how we've been perceived. We want to change that. Obviously, control your narrative. So I look at it like it's a company driven by a new, different type of motivational taking away. So, I mean, I'm not 100% feeling it. But at the same time, I won't shoot it down just yet. Could be nice. Could not be. But it's something. And like I said, it's a different type of take in terms of, like, what is your company supposed to represent, your promotion supposed to represent. Yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah, control your narrative is going to be a a seasonal television approach. And so in saying that it's going to be full cinematic wrestling features, it's going to be a whole lot. And from Adam Shear himself, said that the wrestling will be real. The stories will be real. We want to put the power back into the hands of wrestlers and create a place they can make a living. I'm you not can, finished with you. Right, that's the thing. You can do that at AEW, right? That's what This is what AEW is about, right? The stories are real. Wrestlers, where you putting the power back in the hands of wrestlers, creating a place for them to make a live. AEW do that too, right? That sounds like AEW. Hey, I guess they got something different though on that tray. I don't know. It's just for them to call themselves like another spot to where you could control your narrative. Because let's, I got some names of people that will be uh, featured on here. And so these people, these they include uh, Matt Cardona. Zach Ryder, for those that don't know. You have Moose. Moose is on Impact. John Schuyler, Matt Seidel. Matt Seidel, for those that don't know, Evan Bourne. Uh, Marina Shafir, Weston Blake, Matt Tavern, and more. And the much-anticipated debut of Killer Cross. We all know who Killer Cross and those that don't know, Karrion Cross. So it's, it's a bunch of people that have been crapped on. You know, by the in the WWE system, and we know we can name a bunch of people that have been into a WWE system and have lost their careers, not lost their careers, that have their careers in short because of how they've been booked or how they were treated by WWE. So having this, having this promotion is cool and all, but as soon as you start getting a crap load of people, just like AEW getting a crap load of people, then you're not going to start seeing a lot of people. Then somebody going to get frustrated. So then they won't be able to control their narrative. But so I see a lot of problems going into this. I mean, that's how I, that's how I see it. That's you. You want to run this successful promotion. You want to be different than everybody else. You're saying the same thing AEW said three years ago. So that's, that's how I see it. Control your narrative. I'm not trying to crap on the whole promotion because I do want to see how they'll be. I'm not a Braun Strowman fan. I'm not an Adam Scherer fan. I'm not a EC3 fan. 
but I do want to see great wrestling. I do want to see good wrestling. I want to see alternative wrestling. So good luck to you guys. I second that. The Heel Turn Podcast. I hope you second Pat McAfee getting a WrestleMania match. Now, before we get into that, this man, it was on the Pat McAfee show, and he had a bunch of he had a bunch of things to say. And it was just it was just weird. He talked about they talked about so much from the WWE network to the to the feedback he gets from wrestling. Devin, I have a quote from Vince McMahon. We're gonna go over some Vince McMahon quotes real fast. And I, I just want your opinion. I want you to read through the lines. Devin, you 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 taking literature before you had a communication class, right? I sure did. Right, right. Let's let's dissect Aced this. It. Let's go back Aced to school. It. Okay, I don't know about that, but let's 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 look at these Miss McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> let's look at these Miss McMahon quotes. <laughs> so uh, one of them, uh, Pat McAfee asked him how does he receive feedback. And Vince McMahon said he doesn't listen to, or he doesn't listen to praise or negative feedback. He said he's not about getting patted on the back or getting thank yous. He said if you listen to positive feedback, then you're listening to the negatives. And he doesn't do that. And he says, you can't change what the media is going to say about you. So you just can't care. Devin, how do you knowing how wrestling is now? How do you feel about that? I mean, it explains a lot <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> it's just like okay like all this stuff we be talking about like he just hey i just don't listen to none of it because whether it's good or bad i just ain't gonna hear it. like how are we supposed to tell you what we like <laughs> right exactly this is this is a, this is actually a huge one on this one because they were talking about um the change to sports entertainment this man said he wanted to separate his company from everybody else and he compared it to his dad you know, establishing his own brand, you know, outside of the NWA. And then he said that if his father knew what he was going to do to the company, he would have never sold it to him. If if Vince McMahon Sr. would have found out that Vince was, that his son was going to change it to sports entertainment, pretty much if Vince McMahon's dad saw what he was, saw what was going on now, he probably would have strangled his son. Devin, how do you well, what do you what do you think of that's a big statement? I mean, am I that's a big statement to me? Like, well, what do you what do you think about that? Well, I mean, there's nothing. I I look at it where if he's looking at it like, well, let me you know everybody else wants to do this you know type of thing in wrestling. Let me do something different. I don't want to be like everybody else. That I that approach it's always risky, but I I can agree. I can you know agree with that. Like, why why not be different? I mean, don't be too different, obviously. But yeah, that's pretty. That is pretty well. Like looking like, oh, if his dad seen that, he probably go, "That's not what I wanted." But I mean, it's been it's grew to a success though. It's a global thing. But look at it. But but look look at it through this. Look at look at it through this. These eyes. Think about everything we've watched growing up as a kid. Like think about everybody. Think about Paul. We're not doing when. We're not gonna do the the back in our day segment just yet, but think about the Paul Heyman promo. You know, you got rid of every single competition. Talk about the different territories. You got rid of everybody in the territories. It's just to have your own big televised brand of sports entertainment. Missing man literally changed the game of wrestling. You could watch a wrestling match from Smoky Mountain, from the NWA. From a from a Florida wrestling, you can watch you can watch wrestling from anywhere, 
and it'll be from the 18 from the 80s to the 90s. It's totally different. But Vincent Kennedy, Vincent Kennedy McMahon Jr. Switch it around. We're gonna make this sports entertainment. We're gonna have fireworks in the intros. We're gonna have this man changed up the wrestling game. It's a thing that if his father knew what he was done, like he would be shunned. He would be just frowned upon. This is pretty much you could say that from out. Just think about it. Our enjoyment of wrestling is because this man took an insane risk and took pretty much everybody out of business. He hired a couple of them. But took a crap load of people out of business for art. Can you like just imagine? Can you? Isn't that crazy to you? Can't you think oh, about yeah. like that's like a, that's like a butterfly effect to me. Yeah, like, that's like yeah. You make well, one man change, like had a little idea and it just uh springboarded to everything everything we see now and have seen. That's where I mean, like I said, you said it's a risk, but I'm like, look at what we got. We got these big extravagant like WrestleManias. Like we get all excited every you know March rolls to WrestleMania. Like, some other promotions probably would never even would have had something like that. Like, that's how he made it to be a spectacle. Like, you know, it's it's still wrestling, but it's like now it's bigger than that. There's it's, many more avenues that's going to this same destination of wrestling. Exactly. Think, think about how this is. Like, think of, think of the way this is now. We have AEW, WWE. Granted, we have all these other places, but not a lot of places are going to give you that big-time money, give, give you that big-time of. Uh, that show that showtime, that airtime, as WWE and AEW is. And then you go back to look at the territories. Me and you are from Indiana. For us to go, we got to, oh, man, this is a wrestling event coming on. We got to go to Indi- Indianapolis real fast. Oh, dang, we, like, we're in the Midwest, so our territory will be in the Midwest. So for us to watch wrestling, we got to bounce to Indiana. We got to bounce to Kentucky, probably Missouri. You know, wrestling places like there. And then the West Coast, you know, the East Coast, you got people going to Florida. You know, you got New York wrestling, all the you know, all them over there. We if you if we want to see some unique wrestling, bro, we gotta go to New York, bro. You know, we gotta watch this New York style wrestling. We gotta watch Florida style wrestling. Instead, now we have one single style of wrestling. This is just crazy to me. Also, I don't mean to go on a tangent. I just think that's just a huge but if like what would it have been if Vince Man didn't do all that? And to know that his dad would have hated him for it, it's weird. It's crazy. And definitely uh, a flashpoint moment. Yes, huge flashpoint moment. I didn't mean to go nerd out on that, but uh, another topic uh, he, another topic that came up was uh, WWE releases. So uh, Pat McAfee, he talked about seeing guys getting cut you know, from the NFL, and he kind of tried to compare it to the, the WWE. And Vincent Man said that uh, taking the company public kind of helped him be a better businessman. So he was making decisions with his heart. But when you're responsible to other people, to like stockholders – you have to make a decision on what's best for the business. So in saying that, you know, he he started he stopped thinking with his heart. He was like, I, I like money. You know, I gotta we gotta make this money th- eventually. He start thinking with them pockets. Exactly. And Devin, is that really is that really a shock to you? No, not at all. Especially when he, you know, pinpointed like, you know, once we went public, the whole mindset changed. Like now we're like a traded company. So now we gotta start making decisions based on what is going to keep us afloat, you know, the next future years, which like, like you said, like he said, like, you know, it's nothing like personal. It's just business now. Like, you know, I used to think with my heart, but now I got other people, investors and things like that in mind. Got to do what's best for business. And sometimes what's best for business isn't always best for personal wise. I know I sound really like 
flat about it. Like, well, it was best for business. Isn't always going to be, the, you know, the great. No, nah, I mean, it, it, may, it makes sense. Once in what he's doing is best for the some sometimes getting rid of all these all these huge all these huge name people and including a bunch of people that didn't even get a chance at all and you're just throwing them out with in in bulk is just ridiculous and he talked about performers in WWE learning how to treat people because they have to work he's pretty much talked about how his the performers both need to entertain and to be safe which is always been the number one thing for WWE at least you never talk you never hear wrestlers you know going off script trying to kill each other no that's not WWE style at all AEW's only been here three years and we already had people going off script you know like getting irritated with each other so stuff like that it's stuff like that is bound to happen but WWE always usually plays it safe but skip it to all the way at the end Pat McAfee says that he wants a match at WrestleMania. Not that he says he wants a match, but Vince Man is granting him a match at WrestleMania, and he's going to give him a worthy opponent. Devin, how do you feel about Pat McAfee getting a match at WrestleMania, and who do you think his opponent will be? Personally, I don't I don't really like that, because, I mean, no offense to Pat McAfee, I love him as a commentator, but he is a commentator in WWE. He behind the table. Why is he guaranteed a match by Vince McMahon at WrestleMania? When you got people like having on, you may not even go to, you know, I know I get for them. It's part of a story, but still, like, I, I get it. I guess all, you know, for what they're trying to do with Pat and maybe Vince. But it's just to hear like, oh, you're going to have a match. Like, what? Who is, you know, I mean, I know who he is, but who is he in terms of WrestleMania? Like, that's like, oh, Jim Ross, you're going to have a match. Like, which he did, but it was stupid. Does See, like, I, I ain't feeling it. I ain't feeling how it came about. Did you see his match with Adam Cole? I see a little bit of it. I just like look. My thing is, I just I just hate when they make it seem like, oh, they got this whole thing built around like, oh, you know, superstar, they may not make it to WrestleMania. But like now he about to be He only had what like what, what was that? One match with Adam Cole? He had one match with Adam Cole and he had a war game match. Uh, yeah, war games. That's still ain't enough to be just, oh, you're going to WrestleMania. Like, he already going to be there. He a commentator. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Like Michael Cole it. and Jerry Lawler had a match. That's what I'm – and it was stupid. That's what I'm saying. But, the, but Pat mess. McAfee's more – do you think he's – who do you think will be his opponent? I'm not sure. I mean, granny, like you just said, he'll put on a better match than Michael Cole and Jerry Lawler did. Because Michael Cole was Michael Cole and Jerry Lawler was – it was years after he was, you know, wrestling. But who his opponent would be, they may just end up having, because Austin Theory was all like, ooh, if we would, if somebody do something to you, I'll do that. I, I got my hands ready. So he may go, Austin, get him, you know. That's what I'm thinking. That was That's my guess. Thinking. My guess was Austin Theory. It ain't going to be no Cody Rhodes. Like, yeah, Cody Rhodes ain't going to pop out of nowhere. No. Like, not for, not for that. Not for exactly. Not for Vince. <laughs> not for Vince. That's the that's the biggest I go thing. Right, I go. I go right back to all elite. But I think Austin Theory exactly. Now he ain't going all late. He going to Ring of Honor. He gonna get signed to Ring of Honor. That's gonna be Cody Rhodes' go to. Anyway, but, but going against Pat McAfee at WrestleMania. I don't know. He might. He might need to control his narrative. He might. We might see him pop over there. But even I think Austin Theory is gonna take in place of the Pat McAfee match. And I think it'll be if it's them two, I wouldn't have a problem. Because Pat McAfee, Sean, look, I seen, looking at his training regimen, 
and watching him and the Adam Cole match in the war games, seeing him putting the work. I'm like, you know what? You're, you're athletic. And hearing him talk trash, he talk, he's talking foolish. Yeah. He he doesn't pull punches. I heard Michael Cole talk about, I forgot what they said, but Pat McAfee asked a question. And uh, Michael Cole was like, well, oh, he was like, Pat, Pat McAfee was like, how can uh, this guy do that? It was some, I think Drew McIntyre did something athletic. He was like, how did he do that? And he was like, well, he's a professional athlete, Pat. And Pat was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. I'm just retired athlete and famous. You know, I'm just a rich, I'm just a rich, retired, famous athlete. Like, that's, <laughs> Pat McAfee got lip. Like, he could talk that talk. Oh, so, yeah. I don't mind him having a match, especially since he can, he's mobile. He's not Goldberg. I can see him doing a couple more moves, a couple more moves. I'd rather see him than Goldberg or, I'd rather see him than Stone Cold, to be honest. I don't want to see Stone Cold wrestle at all. Pat McAfee, I can guarantee I could be guaranteed a 10-minute match. Stone Cold, I'm probably guaranteed a couple stunners. This is true. I still don't like it. <laughs> I know I don't like him either, but because yeah, Vince could at least say I'll give you a match at SummerSlam. But WrestleMania? I don't know. Especially Vince, this. there is an overhaul of celebrities. You know, Johnny Knoxville has a he has a match going in. Ronda Rousey. Got a match. Yeah, it's just becoming a whole celebrity mania. Like it's just imagine like just being in the locker room. Like you this is your job and people just coming in here having fun doing your job. Having fun. They finna be gone after WrestleMania. Maybe they need to control their narrative. I'm saying see, they need to they gotta call up Adam Share, man. I'm saying. The Heel Turn Podcast. But Devin, I have a problem. Usually when I start this, it's not a good sign. My blood pressure going to rise. Uh, we have a new trope in wrestling. Usually security. For those that don't know, security is usually indie wrestlers that are there to get beat up. Usually they sit there. They're either there to hold off two wrestlers or put a pull two wrestlers apart from each other, or they're there for one wrestler to get away and to hide behind the security while the other wrestlers just beat him up. Unfortunately, Devin, in AEW, at least on my side, you could I, I want to say this and then you can explain WWE and then how you feel about it. But AEW has this thing where two 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 weeks in a row, last week Brody King and Alistair Black were fighting. And they wanted to attack. They were attacking uh, Penta. And the security came out. But before the security came out, Brody King got out the ring and just started. Before the before security even got to the ring, they were running to the, towards the ramp. Brody King just got out the ring and just started beating up security. One man just started beating up every single security guard running his way. While Aleister Black is still murdering a man. Murdering a man in the middle of the ring. Last week, you had Adam Cole and the Red and Red Dragon fighting the Dark Order, or then was pretty much of Adam Page and his group, but Adam Page and Dark Order. They Red Dragon before security ran in, got to the ring. Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish already took him out, got rid of security. Security can't even get to the ring. Why are and while the still the heel is in there killing the baby face. It's still like they're killing the man in the ring. I feel like, isn't that overkill? Isn't that a, 
like like tag team matches. Isn't that against the rules? Like it should be some type of if you're gonna fight, security is there to break everything up and to like calm everything down. If security runs in, you're just going and killing everybody. And then we see you guys next week, like, what? Shouldn't you guys be fired? Security is supposed to be there to protect somebody. You just kill security. Now you're just killing this guy in the ring. And Tony Khan's just like, yeah, wrestling. You got to love it, right? Like, what's next? MJF? Just, just choke out Just choke out CM Punk over there. I don't care. I don't care. Make me money. No security going to come. Yeah, no security going to come at all. It, it, no, yes, no security came. Darby <laughs> Allen and Sting came. As soon as CM Punk was close to death. Like, so it, it, it didn't really matter. So, Devin, how do you... Because I know Brock Lesnar had a similar security experience. So, uh, I just wanted to get your take. How do, how do you feel about this new trope with security guards and them getting beat up before they can even freaking make it on TV? I, it's it's, it's going to be something you can just see right through it. Like, oh, security, like, they just finna get manhandled and that's it. Like, what's the point? But, yeah, it's foolish because it's just like what would be the, you know, it doesn't make any canonical reason. Like, I'll do this and the security be out here. But uh, any other time, I could be killing this man, choking him, and nobody's coming out here to stop me. You know, so it's like if you're not going to use it all the time, which I don't want you to use it all the time because I get tired of seeing them. Like, all right, dang, like somebody just need to go to jail after that. And, like, you get, keep calling the security. But no, I agree. It's it's ridiculous because I mean it gives them you know the indie uh, people some something to be on TV. I mean obviously you're gonna be on TV to get thrown around and kicked down or whatever. But no, it's it's ridiculous in my opinion. It is. You see Roman even on SmackDown, Roman they had the security guards in the ring, and Roman even was talking about they was. They was having security guard there for the contract signing, you know, to protect Brock from Roman and to to stop Brock's ur- not stop Brock's urges, but to what's the word to calm him down to like uh, restrict him so he won't lash mm-hmm. out. It's impulsiveness, and, right? Impulsiveness, guys. See, you let me struggle, then say impulsiveness, right? Right when I see <laughs> this man, but I was just sitting there holding this like. He just yeah, staring at me. Like he, like, he just staring at me, struggle. He, yeah, that's right, struggle. <laughs> struggle. Like, he's like, you're going to talk about my communication yeah, skills earlier. Like, and, and no security came out to help you, see? Exactly. No security. No security ever was. Think about it, Devin. You're in the ring with... You're in the, you're in the ring with... I'm trying to think of this big tag team. Like, you're in the ring with the Brothers of Destruction. You lay it out. Undertaker staring at you from down low. You look over, you like, dang, here comes security to help. Kane literally just rolls out the ring, <laughs> murders all the security guards, and you just sitting there with the Undertaker still. Oh, I start crying. And yeah, what's the like? You what? What are you gaining from this? And then you get hit with five tombstones, and John Cena come out. Like, bro, it's too late. Cause you would think, in a logical sense, like if that did happen, like them guys should be gone. Like you obviously not supposed to be doing what you're doing, which is why we call security to come out. Now you don't wiped out security. About to call National Guard or something. Like, you know, it's just like, I feel like, I feel like Kane, not Kane, I mean, maybe Kane, maybe throwback Kane, Brock Lesnar, possibly the Undertaker, not now Undertaker, but Undertaker back then. Throwback I'm trying to think of somebody else. I feel like those are like the three. Keith Lee. I'll probably throw Keith Lee in there. Those are possibly the only people I can think of right now that can beat up security by themselves. If they did that right now, I'd be like, okay. Like this makes sense. 
Having Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish two on eight. Come on now. We're not going to do that. No. Having no, yeah. even Brock, Le- Brock Lesnar's a big, huge dude. If seven people arch up at him and he beat them all at once, I, would, I wouldn't be shocked. Because that's what he do. Kyle O'Reilly don't do that. I'm sorry. Kyle O'Reilly, my, my weight. I'm, and he, he'll do that to me. I ain't going to lie. Kyle O'Reilly will definitely but, do that but, to but me. But would he do that to eight of you? But he would, exactly. Would he do that to eight exactly. of you? And, I, and I'll tell you this. Kyle, you ain't going to do that. So once I get this clone machine set up, <laughs> so once I get this clone machine oh, set up, it's, it's raps. Raps for you. It's gonna be raps. You ain't taking eight of me. You probably take five, but you gotta work on the other three. Exactly. See, it's just it's flawed all around. Like you got people that shouldn't be doing it, doing it, and as soon as I see security, I just care less. I'm like they finna get mowed down anyway. And this and that kind of escapes the point of security. If you gonna have to, if you go say Devin, if that's the case. Just imagine, just imagine wrestling is, just imagine we're in kayfabe right now. Vince McMahon, you get a call from Vince McMahon. Hey, I, I, need, you, I need you to work security, pal, for Monday Night Raw. Devin, are you working security? No. No, not, no knowing, that, not knowing that wrestling is what wrestling is now. Like, still no. Isn't that like, if they ask me to be security, I'm going to be like, wait, who? Who wrestling tonight? Brock Lesnar? Oh, so you so you want me to be security for Brock? Is it Brock Lesnar his own security? Is it oh, is it man. Roman Reigns his own security? Who am I? Oh, if anything, they need to be securing me. Y'all need to help me out. Help me, yeah, like, exactly. They they have a who it is. Anything can happen. As soon as I see somebody holding a chair, I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Like I don't need the money. They have Sign these, me right now. They have these Lamiki oh, you... security guards that are yeah, our height. One of them that are our weight class. <laughs> That look like us, normal human beings, protecting Brock Lesnar. You know, protect. You know, protecting Roman Reigns. Like, it doesn't make any sense. When you bigger than your bodyguard, like exactly. Imagine somebody. Imagine Devin. Just imagine the five foot five wonder. Just imagine somebody's like, "Hey, man, I I got this. I got this bodyguard for you. This man, this man, cold. I swear to you." This man about five seven. He weigh about one fifty five. See what I'm saying? He got. He don't even got a six pack. He just skinny, skinny. In the words of Jim Cornette, that man could turn sideways and stick his tongue out. He would look like a zipper. That is the coldest thing I ever heard in my life. <laughs> that is the coldest thing I've ever heard. He said that man was so skinny he could turn sideways and stick his tongue out. He looked like a zipper. That is <laughs> Why did it make me want to draw a picture? That is, funny. Like, uh, that is okay. funny. If you guys, if you're a wrestling fan and you like listening to elderly people talk about wrestling, listen to Jim <laughs> Cornette. Like, just, just, just listen to Jim Cornette. Like that dude is hilarious. If you if you want to listen to new age stuff, stuff, if you want to listen to new age stuff, you know we got YouTube, we got Wrestle Talk, you know what code you have, all that. But all that for your wrestling needs. But Devin. I want to know what happened back in your day in WWE or wrestling history. The Heel Turn Podcast. Back in my day. I didn't mean to like stutter on that. It was an accident. Back in my day. I remember watching a good old episode of Monday Night Raw. During like the little DX McMahon 
feud, which was it was pretty funny at times. But for this tic- but a particular night, we had Vince McMahon's theme come on, and we talked about Vince earlier. See, and I just remember like seeing, <laughs> like why Vince looks so like why for not why but like why is he standing like what a why he stands like I know he, I know he be trying to like impose his force on us, but why he overdoing it? And I <laughs> start seeing him walk. And I was just to never forget realizing that it was Triple H. And <laughs> he said some stuff I'm not gonna say, but it was pushing the limit of what they could say now, put it that way. He had all the Vince McMahon, like, uh, what am I call mannerisms and trying to imitate his voice. And then Sean came out, or well, Shane actually, I spoiled it already. And I'll just never forget, <laughs> as horrible as it was, just looking back, like, Sean doing like the, the dance that Shane does, you know, skipping around and. Oh no! Oh no! Please, son, please don't. Look dance. at me, Dad! I'm dancing, Dad! I'm dancing! <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> Triple H from Vince going, Stop it! And he just falls. To it. I'll never forget that. Me as a kid, I was like, Oh, this is the funniest stuff. Like, see, that's why I'm like, we wouldn't have got that stuff if we just. Just wrestling, like I mean, I, I love professional wrestling, but I'm like, I also do love like just memories like that. Like <laughs> sometimes people irritate me, and I just want to go stop it. I just fall down. I'm like, see, thank you, Vince, or Triple H, I should say. Or Triple H. Do you remember? That? Man, that was prime, like. Because back in the day, like 1990s, you had D-Generation X, you know, we, you make the rules and we will break them. Break them. You had, you had that beginning. We didn't have that at the time. And at least when we were, we were at least in the, in the womb or at least coming out the womb when all that was going through, we had the, the PG DX. Cause even, he, and I think I remember that was at the time when Vincent Man came out and he was like, oh, you guys didn't thought that that was funny. He came out with a bad and Spirit Squad came out. And then they was like, oh, we think you're just a, uh, you're full of crap, and then they got poured with a bunch of fecal matter. Like it was, it was wild. Yeah, they they just did the craziest stuff. Like uh, I hate to go from one moment to another, but just it's a, it's related to the same feud. But I never forget when they was in the production truck messing with his voice. <laughs> and yeah, that's not me talking. Damn it, you people think this is funny? <laughs> you people think this is funny? Okay. <laughs> I need a soundbite. He said, do that. You gonna do that for me? Put that in there. I demand it. <laughs> do it now. I'm gonna go back to like triple. <laughs> yeah, you gonna have me. Oh, that. Then we gonna catch me in that production truck. <laughs> <laughs> that, that day was funny for like Monday Night Raw. Like this DX versus Best Big Man. The way they just found ways to just irritate them. Oh, they got that man's last nerves. And we talked about Shawn Michaels. We in the dream. I forgot what dream match we were talking about. Shawn Michaels getting thrown up in the air by Spirit Squad. Like, <laughs> that was their finishing move. It was just like, just all of that together. It was just ridiculous. Like, hey, <laughs> you just laughing so hard at Shawn just getting, getting thrown up. Because I was trying to argue for him and you were like, Sean ain't gonna do nothing. Last time I see him, he was getting thrown up in the air by the spirit squad. And then, like I just flashed back looking at it on my little standard definition TV when I was a young boy. When I was a young boy. <laughs> it was just the craziest stuff I had ever seen. It was the weird, like I was just like, where is this coming from? 
Like Why throwing up Shawn Michaels up in the air and pinning him for a three count? <laughs> I'm like, what is what is going on? Where's Triple H at? But Devin was crazy, but I, I think we turned that okay. Yeah, for the most part. Now we're here just talking about it. <laughs> now we're here, now we're here just giving giving our opinions on it. But Devin, <laughs> is there anything you want to say before we close the show? Man, ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, I will make this quick. I say that every week, so I'm hoping maybe I am keeping my promises. I try my best. I'm hoping I'm sounding pretty nice and clear out here, cause your boy got a new mic. Trying to move up out here, you know, upgrading as always, just like the hill turn is. Don't know about some other people, but you know, you boys always got you. We got our NXT reviews, we got our AEW reviews, we got our Britney Brooks interview that y'all need to check out. ASAP. If you haven't done it, you're missing out. And I'm just going to keep it short and I'll keep my promises. So that's all for me. I'm going to hand it back to my co host. Uh, I have a question. <laughs> uh, I have a quick question. Yes, sir. Before, before, we, before we gas this person up to the fullest extent, the Brittany Brooks interview, how was it? It was fun. It was great. It was uh, it was really like just crazy knowing like seeing all the stuff she's done, and I'm like, you just have so much like more to even go, and you've already done so much. Like it just changed me. I was like, the heck I'm doing? Like, <laughs> no, it was a huge eye opener. Yeah, for those that um, for those that are just tuning in on the Wild One Ten, Brittany Brooks was in the earliest episode. We're gonna have her in the beginning of the show. Amazing, amazing interview. We interviewed we interviewed her before we even knew her age. And so we're thinking she's 22, 23, and she's telling us about all her accomplishments, everything she's done, and she's only 17. Like that made that made us go from me and Devin talked about this at the show. He was like, that made us go from oh, okay, she's really good in the ring. Like, that's she's gonna be a good one to oh, she's just getting started. Like, this this is just the beginning that we're seeing. Like, she's she's gonna do amazing things. So please check out for that. It's gonna be on Apple Spotify. Apple Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Spotify, SoundCloud, and in the beginning of the show, Wild 110. So thank you so much for listening. My also, before I get before we let this out, me and Devin will also have a show. We're gonna go live on Sunday, but I will have the revolution review. I gotta come through with that. I didn't do that on Wednesday, so I gotta come through with the revolution review. Look out for that soon. Devin. I want to ask you on live. I have to bust you out because Roadblock is next week. Do you think Roadblock is a pay per view for you to review, to, for you to give out a review, or do you think Standard Deliver is where you're gonna give it out? I believe Standard Deliver will be the higher caliber show. No offense to Roadblock, but I think Standard Deliver is gonna have something more in store for me to review for you all. I mean, either yeah, I totally forgot. Either way, both of we're gonna review it regardless. But yeah, yeah I was just, just like, saying. no, it's just like we're gonna have to. I just didn't think about it. I was like, I'm saying this, like either you're gonna not review it or you're going to. Like it's like, but either way, you're gonna have to regardless. <laughs> but like instead, so what I meant, what we meant to say was instead of Devin having the Roadblocks review on Saturday along with the Revolution review, we're, he's gonna have it on the regular Tuesday, on regular Wednesday, excuse me, and then I will have the regular review for. AEW on Thursday along with the revolution results. 
You know what? Screw that. I'll do the revolution results a little afterwards. I'll do a little special song. Do a little special song for you guys. Either way, peeps, y'all gonna get it. Exactly. Always gonna get it. Thank you. One way. It's good. You done. I'm done too. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you guys. Thank you for listening to the Heel Turn Podcast. Check us out on iTunes and Spotify every Saturday for more wrestling news and to be a part of the conversation. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Heel Turn Podcast and on Twitter at underscore the Heel Turn.